Thanks for tuning in. The following audio is from Redemption Church, located in the heart of San Francisco, California. We are a multi-ethnic intergenerational church that exists to make disciples. For more information, visit www.redemptionsf.com. We're finishing up this quick two-week series that we've entitled Rest. It's an opportunity for us to pause and to think about how our attention is often divided, that it's so easy to get pulled down under the weight of it all, under our schedules, under task after task, when God has a heart for rest. So we're going to look at Genesis chapter 2. Genesis chapter 2 this morning, thumb there with me in your devices. Listen now to God's word. Genesis chapter 2, verses one through three. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished and all of the host of them. And on the seventh day, God finished his work that he had done and he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it, God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. This is God's word. Amen, church. Amen. Amen. So we'll spend our time under this thought, Sabbath rest, Sabbath rest. So uh, a new Chick-fil-A location recently opened right outside the city. I know, I know this is my second reference to Chick-fil-A. They owe me some money, right? They, you know, uh, just in a few weeks, but um, a new location has recently opened And y'all, people have been going nuts. And and I I shouldn't have to say this, but just know that this is not a political statement. It's just an illustration. (laughs) But Chick-fil-A opened up in Daly City. People have been going nuts. Thursday of last week was their first day of business. And do you know that people were in line before their 6 a.m. opening? Can any, will anybody, anybody willing to admit that you went on opening day? Anybody, don't be, don't be ashamed now when you were eating those chicken minis, you weren't ashamed, but they opened up and people, I mean, the lines were crazy. The lines were all over the place. And uh, one person told me that it took them an hour to actually get through the line. That's how much they wanted, you know get a taste of that chicken sandwich. And so they're busy. Things are crazy. Um, The staff is working like crazy. The grease is hot on the inside of the building. But it's it's, it's only, y'all, the drive-through right now because of COVID stuff and the challenges of COVID. And so uh, nobody is allowed to sit inside the building. There's only the drive-through. So the drive-through, I'm hearing the stories, y'all, there were about seven different lines that even when you pulled into a lot, you really pulled into one of seven lines and that would eventually wind you through and somehow, some way in the, in the great Chick-fil-A way, they would get you to the drive-through line where you can kind of put in your order. They were working. Can you imagine the hours put in to dream all this up and to plan all this out? And the number of people, hundreds of people went just on opening day alone to really launch 
this business because, you know, the closest Chick-fil-A to San Francisco, I've done the drive. It's about an hour and a half, depending on traffic. But now, just about 15 minutes away, we got us a Chick-fil-A, y'all. But here's the thing about Chick-fil-A. On Thursday, the lot was busy. Cars all over the place. On Friday and Saturday, the lot, I'm sure, was busy. Cars all over the place. The bottom line is jumping. And I'm sure the operators of that particular Chick-fil-A thought to themselves, honey, we made the right decision. And yet, here it is Sunday, and would you know that the, the lot is empty? Chick-fil-A has decided that a part of his business practice is to incorporate rest in its bottom line. How in the world would a business like this, McDonald's would laugh at Chick-fil-A, Wendy's, and Burger King because do you know how much more money you can make if you just opened up on Sunday? If you just let people drive to, to, to the drive through line on Sunday, Chick-fil-A has this value that we're going to give our team and our staff rest. We're going we're gonna to provide this service the other six days of the week. And even though our bottom line could grow, this is a value we have. I love it. Perfect for Sabbath rest. <laughs> because when we look at Genesis chapter, uh, when we look at Genesis chapter 2, these first few verses, this is what God is speaking of. God himself takes the opportunity to rest. The God of the universe takes the chance to rest. Even though, listen to me, like it feels like when we talk about Sabbath rest, like I can produce more. If you, if you just let me fill up my calendar all seven days of the week, I can do more. I can produce more. I'll be more excellent. I'll get my 10,000 hours in faster, right? Like I will be able to accomplish more. I'll climb the corporate ladder faster if I can just have all seven of the days. And yet God says, there's something very spiritual, something deeply spiritual, something that each of us need in taking Sabbath rest that's incredibly important. It, it is an intentional decision to slow down, to push away the busyness, to push away the distractions, and to rest. It's incredibly difficult for us to rest. Why? It's hard, and I, I'll be the first to say it. It is tough to rest. John Mark Homer says this, we live with chronically unsatisfied desires. Isn't that us? Like, isn't that us? Like, we have this insatiable desire. Like, we have this unquenchable desire for more, this hunger and thirst 
for more no matter what we experience. Like, do y'all realize that what we experience in California on a regular basis, people work all year to experience? I mean, do y'all realize that? Like, we can drive just a couple hours to some of the most beautiful places in the country and then drive home. Like, we can enjoy some of the best surfing, some of the best hiking, some of the best wineries, some of the best hills, and drive back home all in a day's work. Some people work all year to enjoy those things. There's this insatiable desire in us for more. And honestly, this is one of the reasons why it's difficult for us to rest, because we always want more. More degrees, more friends, even though, you know, the culture tries to say no new friends. We want more friends, more followers, more likes, more drinks, more experiences, more compliments, more sex, more coffee, more power. Nobody going to say amen. That's all right. In a world of restlessness. How are we to find rest? I'm glad you asked. God has given us the Sabbath. So the word Sabbath um, in the original language, because Genesis was not written in English. Genesis was written in a language called Hebrew. And the word Sabbath literally means to stop. Some of us have no clue what that means. Working 60, 70 hours a week, studying like crazy, burning the midnight oil. And it's not even because we have to, but because that's how we, we, we just want to rise above the rest. We, we just want to accomplish more. We want to excel. want to have the best GPA we can have. That's us. We want more. And yet God has given us something incredible in the Sabbath. It's an opportunity to stop and pause from our longing for more. It's an an opportunity to stop our restlessness, an opportunity to stop our lust for more, an opportunity to stop in a city made for hustlers, to stop the hustle. Text shows us Genesis chapter 2 that the creator of the world created out of what's called ex nihilo, that God created something out of nothing. Like, you know, we hear these stories, right? Like a self-made man or a self-made woman. No, no, no. Like, before there was a system to make money, (laughs) before there was a currency, (laughs) like before you were a twinkle in your father's eye, (laughs) God made something out of nothing called ex nihilo. He created the heavens 
and the earth. And it speaks to the magnificence and the power and the depth of our God. He created something out of nothing. Do you realize that the God of the universe said, let there be light? And it was like the darkness had to cease because God said, let there be light. He created something out of nothing. And the Bible says on the seventh day, God rested from all his work. Isn't that powerful? Like, I don't know about you, but my mind immediately thinks, man, God must have really been exhausted. No. (laughs) Here God is, like, coming up with all of these names. Giraffes, hippopotamus, you know, my son, Tyrannosaurus, you know what I'm saying? Like, coming up with all of these names, lions and tigers and bears. uh, I mean, and then, you know, one of the comedians, I don't know which one, said God just got bored cat dog no but he's he's coming up with all of this stuff he's he's creating and then at some point God said this is good and now I'm gonna rest and it wasn't as if God was exhausted God was essentially laying out a pattern for you and I that an almighty infinite God would create a finite creation And he would know that we could not operate like him and we needed a roadmap, a blueprint for rest. So God rested. And so for those of us who would say, well, I hear you with all this Sabbath rest stuff, Chris. I hear you, but you don't know my exam schedule. Like you don't know the load that I'm taking on this semester You don't know the deadlines and the projects that my boss is laying on me. You don't understand. Like, I'm not working for one of these major tech companies. I'm with a small startup. So I literally have to do everything. So deadline after deadline, you don't understand how exhausted these kids make me. Now, that one I understand. No. You don't, you don't get it. You don't understand my schedule. And yet, hear me this morning. The God of the universe rested. <laughs> like, he rested after all of his work, after all of his creating. I want you to hear this this morning, that this is not about legalism. Th- this is not about what you have to do, but this is more about what you get to do. See, The Pharisees made it about legalism. They made everything about following rules. Even in Matthew chapter 12, verses 1 through 8, uh, Jesus is kicking it with his disciples. They're parlaying. They're having a good old time. And the Pharisees noticed that Jesus' disciples were picking heads of grain and eating them because they were hungry on the Sabbath. And the Pharisees, here they come. We've got them now. Here your followers are violating the Sabbath. What Jesus says to them is incredibly profound. You don't understand. I'm actually Lord over the Sabbath. (laughs) Like you don't understand that this is not about legalism. Jesus is saying that this is about delight and not duty. Hear me. 
that we get to enjoy Sabbath rest. We get to walk in newness when we are renewed by the Sabbath. Listen to what Walter Brueggemann, um, he says this, people who keep Sabbath live all seven days differently. I love it. Like it literally changes your pace when you obey God's command to, to live out the Sabbath. It changes the way you live the other six days. And this is the heart of what God is getting at. That on the other six days, we would stop and do what John Mark Comer says, that we would delight. That we would pause on the Sabbath and we would experience the divine rest of God and that we would delight in our God. Because that's what Sabbath is about. Like Sabbath is not about what you have to do and checking a box. Sabbath is delighting in the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Sabbath is about resting and pushing away the things that are competing for your attention and competing for your desire and your delight. Sabbath says, stop, pause, and delight in the Lord of the universe. Because that's where you will really find rest for your souls. Delighting in all that God is, all that God has done. Here's what we need to know about Sabbath rest. Sabbath rest is blessed. It is. It's blessed. Genesis chapter 2, verse 3. Here it is. So God blessed the Sabbath day. Do you know this? God created animals. He said, they are good. You are blessed. Here's what he said. Be fruitful and multiply when God created the animals. God created humanity. He said, you are blessed. It's good. Now be fruitful and multiply to humanity. And now here is the God of the universe saying of the Sabbath. That it's blessed. What, what in the world is God saying? That, that in the same way that the animals and in the same way that humanity is to be life-giving, that you and I obey Sabbath rest because it is life-giving. Like it's giving you life. And in so many of us, uh, we, we jump into the rat race of our culture and this society, and we automatically assume that if we obey God's command to take Sabbath rest, that it's going to be taking something away from us. That I'll lose time, that, that I'll lose momentum, that, that I'll lose the edge. You don't understand that my work environment is very competitive and and if I take more time than my coworkers are taking, they're going to produce more. I'll, I'll lose out. And God is saying the exact opposite. In God's economy, Sabbath rest means you receive from God. It means it is actually more life-giving than you know. That it is an opportunity for your soul to be refueled and refilled and for you to walk with your head held high because you stopped and delighted in our God. That's Sabbath rest.
That's what God is inviting you and I into. Means those times that you think you don't have time. Sabbath is actually giving you hope. It's actually giving you strength. It's actually giving you rest. You feel like you have nothing else in the tank. Ever been there before? Ever felt like you have nothing else to give? Have you thought about the Sabbath? (laughs) Have you considered whether you're obeying the Sabbath? Whether you're walking in Sabbath rest? Um, Not that long ago, um, I had the the pleasure and the opportunity to go spend some time with a mentor and about 12 other um, guys, all pastors, all leading churches and uh, different places in the country um, from Las Vegas to um, places in Ohio, Chicago, um, South Carolina, uh, Florida, different places in the country. Um, And uh, we've done this uh, probably Every couple years, COVID obviously got in the way, but um, we we really just met up, and uh, we met up in this this large hotel suite. Some of us slept on the floor, and we just spent time with one another. We enjoyed one another. We laughed. We clowned. Like, we just had a good old time. We enjoyed meals together. And in the evenings, what we would do is uh, everybody got an opportunity to share the encouragements and the discouragements that were happening in their world. And we'd share with one another, and then somebody would grab a chair, and that person would sit in the middle. And after that time of sharing, we would lay hands on each person one at a time and pray God's blessing and protection over each person. I'm telling you, it was life-giving. I'm telling you, it gave me more than I could ever give. That's Sabbath rest. It's Sabbath rest is God laying his hands on you, giving you protection, giving you rest, giving you encouragement, filling you up with encouragement. It's life-giving. And if you are rejecting Sabbath rest, that's what you're rejecting. (laughs) You're rejecting divine rest. You're rejecting hope. You're, You're rejecting that kind of strength in God. But Sabbath rest is also holy. It's holy. Verse 3 says this, God blessed the seventh day and God made it holy. He blessed it, and he made it holy. To be holy is to be set apart. It is to be distinct in every way. And, and, and honestly, typically what you see in scriptures um, is that uh, places are holy and not necessarily blocks of time. And um, I'm, I'm specifically reminded of uh, when I was growing up, y'all, uh, there was something, a, a very serious role in this old school church that we were a part of, and it was called the usher. And the usher 
let me just tell y'all, did not play games. Like the usher, typically it was, you know, these elderly women and they wore all white. I mean, even white stockings, white hats, white shoes and white gloves. And, and, and they walked around. They had a, a specific um, kind of cadence and, and intentional moves. And, and literally they would walk around with their arm behind their back. And, and, and they were there, hear me, to keep order in the church. And so um, you, you, you weren't allowed to do certain things around the ushers, the ushers as we used to call them. You, you weren't allowed to do certain things. They, they'd walk around with those white gloves on. And, and listen, inside the worship room, inside the sanctuary, if you were chewing gum, they, they, they literally just walk in your area. They'd be holding a little tissue. And, and they wouldn't even say a word. They'd just put it in front of your mouth. And you just have to spit it out. You, you, you know, you knew exactly what they were saying. So in the sanctuary, the ushers, they, they would protect the sanctuary, the place of worship, because it was holy. You couldn't drink in the sanctuary. There's no, co- none of these new school coffee cups, tumblers. Nah, not in the sanctuary. No, no bottles of water in the sanctuary. No finishing up. Um, your your avocado toast in the sanctuary. No, 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 no. That wasn't allowed. And, and, and hear me, because the sanctuary was a place that was holy. The sanctuary was a place that was set apart. And this is what God is saying of Sabbath rest, that it is the kind of place that is set apart, and it's the place where you meet with God. Like, like it is a place that is distinct, separate from any other, and like the sanctuary, the Sabbath rest is the kind of place where you meet with God, where you share with him your wrestlings and your struggles, it's the place where tears are shed. And I love this because so many of us, when we think about the Sabbath, we immediately think like, man, does this mean that, you know, I got to cover myself in sackcloth and ash on the Sabbath? Does this mean that like I can only, you know, pray and read devotionals on the Sabbath? No, that's not what it means. It means that you meet with God, that you encounter and you encounter God. and, And some of that may be you might be meeting with friends over a bottle of wine, encountering God. Some of it may be taking a trip to Yosemite and you're on a hike on the Sabbath, meeting with God. You you may go surfing on the waves of California to spend time with God on the Sabbath. Maybe you're married and when you put those kids down, You know, you just have a little adult time with your spouse. Sabbath rest. I know I I can't get an amen from y'all, but, you know, for the married folks, that would have been a great opportunity. Um, But that's what Sabbath rest is. 
It is an opportunity. It is a holy moment, a divine moment that is set apart to meet with God. It's holy, set apart. That's what God is saying. Even in um, the 10th commandment, we see this. Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 12 says, observe the Sabbath day. Keep it holy as the Lord your God commanded you. God says, this is not something you do when you get around to it. This is something that you live by, that you live by Sabbath rest. And, and, And I believe God understands the challenge we all have in our hearts. The challenge to accomplish, the the challenge to produce, for some reason, we convince ourselves that those things are better. We convince ourselves that it's actually better to produce and to to accumulate more. And, And if I take a Sabbath, I can't do those things. We convince ourselves that that's better. But I want you to hear me. That Sabbath rest is an invitation to worship. Sabbath rest, it's actually an invitation to worship. Deuteronomy chapter 5 verse 13 says, Six days and you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. That it is to be a day devoted and dedicated to the Lord. That Sabbath rest is actually worship. It's a day to worship and to reject the notion that a 70-hour week is better. Sabbath says reject that notion. To, To reject the notion that just a few more tasks will help me stand out. To reject the notion that the rat race Task after task will lead to life. Sabbath helps us to reject those notions. Listen, this is not just a day here or there. This is a way of life. Uh, I'm reminded of, um, I don't know if y'all have ever seen this show on A&E, My 600-Pound Life. And, um, you know, it's very intriguing to watch something like this um, and to kind of peek into somebody else's world. But essentially, it's about uh, severe obesity and people who have allowed their weight to, for whatever reason, completely get out of control. And there's a particular doctor who works in Texas, and he's an expert at helping people regain and recover their lives from obesity. And it's interesting because this doctor plays no games. He's told patients many times, if you don't change your life, if you don't stop the way you're living, you will die. And it's these powerful moments where he is just encouraging them to live a different way of life. And would you know that this is the idea of Sabbath rest, to enter into a different way of life. And it's as if God is saying to you and I, if you don't change, if you don't get onto a different path, 
You may be cool in your 20s, but you will crash and burn. You, you will die. He's inviting us into divine rest and the kind of rest that doesn't cause us to lose out on anything. The kind of rest that says, shut off your phone, put it away, and spend uninterrupted time with the people you love. Conviction on my heart. Like, would y'all know that this destroyed me this week? Because I am not coming to coming to you from a place of expertise. Like, I'm coming to you from a place of struggle. From a place of helping to lead a young church that is very demanding. Ministry in and of itself is incredibly demanding and always feeling like there's something more that I could do. There's one more task that has to be done when God is saying, Chris, I want you to rest. That's how you will be filled up. That's how you'll have more to give. That's how you will live the abundant life. Rest. Not just a 30-minute power nap. but a day where you honor the commandment of God and you stop and delight in him. That you push away and reject the notion that more is better. No matter what the work culture says, no matter what it might mean to come up with the latest and the greatest idea or to to figure it out an answer to this coding dilemma or to figure out a, another financial strategy to, to change the bottom line in your con- company. No matter what that temptation might be, God is inviting us into Sabbath rest. And he's letting us know that if you don't, Walk in obedience to rest the way that God has intended. You'll die. You'll burn out. You won't have anything left in the tank. You'll destroy your marriage. You'll destroy relationships. I want to give you this and and honestly it's his book and content that's really struck me over the last several weeks and um comer says this the sabbath isn't just a 24-hour time slot in your weekly schedule it's a spirit of restfulness that goes with your goes with you throughout your week it's a way of living with ease gratitude appreciation peace and prayer a way of working from rest not for rest with nothing to prove a way of bearing fruit from abiding not ambition receive that today church receive it over your life but even in this commandment 
how in the world are we to live up to this? Like God has given these 10 commandments and rest. Sabbath is one of the longest ones that he spent the most time on. How with all of our schedules, with all of the things before us, with our with our 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 desire to be faithful with what's before us, how are we to live up for this? Can I encourage you this morning? Some 2000 years ago, Jesus on the cross said these words to us, it is finished. Jesus said to us, it is finished. And it was an invitation to you and I to get out of the rat race and to rest. Jesus was reminding us that at Calvary's cross, that it is done. That you no longer have to work for approval, that it is done. That it's done for us. That at the cross of Calvary, where his blood was shed, when he rose from the tomb and put death to death, welcomes us into newness of life that allows us to let go of the reins and to walk in rest to say yes to the divine rest of God. Let's pray, church. Father, we thank you. Lord, as we go into this season, as we get busy with family schedules and Maybe as work slows down a bit. And Lord, even as we look to 2022, I pray that this would be in the forefront of our minds. That you would remind us that rest is the way to the fruitful life. That you would remind us to walk in obedience to your command to observe Sabbath rest. God, that if you rested, how much more should we rest? That it's finished. So God, would you go before us? Would you give us a community of faith that encourages us to rest? Would you give us friends who are asking us intentional and serious questions about how we're laying off the rat race of duty? And if we're walking into delight. Thank you, Jesus. For the work is finished. Thank you, Jesus that we no longer have to go from task to task because of you. Thank you that you welcome us into delight and into Sabbath rest. 
in Jesus' name.